I turned over and picked up my phone. It was 1.30 a.m. I sat my phone back down and tried to get comfortable. Feeling crowded by the dog, cold because the weather can't seem to decide if we need to have the heater or the air conditioner on, and listen to my husband breathe. Ah. I turned back over, picked up my phone, 1.49 a.m. Seriously, why can't I sleep? I hoped that the sound of the babbling brook would save me as I turned on soundscapes. I looked at my phone again, 2.15 a.m., and I wondered if they had announced who won the election, then thought about putting up the holiday decorations, picked up my phone again, 2.33 a.m., and again at 2.47 Hey there, success buddy. Welcome to the Leaving Nowhere podcast with me, Candace Willie. I created this podcast for you. I've spent my entire life learning lessons the hard way. Through those experiences, I realized that all roads really do lead to success. Sometimes we just need better directions on how to get there. Join my guests and I in learning how Leaving Nowhere can help you get to exactly where you want to be. We'll share stories of success and the various methods we've used to help us get there. Let leaving nowhere be a compass in helping you achieve your greatest desires. So your journey to success starts here. I've been looking forward to this episode for days as there are a few things I am dying to get off my chest. For me, the last month has been the absolute toughest of 2020. I know you hear it all the time. It's an unprecedented year. It's unique, challenging, but let's be honest, at times it's just downright crappy. For the first time in a few years, all the typical things that I do to keep my mindset positive and spirits high have been tested. I know at various times this year, you, my amazing listeners, must feel the same way. So welcome to today's episode, appropriately titled Quality Tested. I thought a good place to start today would be exploring Webster's definition of tested. It means to take measure, check the quality, performance, or reliability of something, especially before you put it into widespread use. Yikes, I better test or reset my mindset before I put it into widespread use for sure. With the guiding principle of self-awareness being top of mind this month, this notion also makes me think of how we measure one's ability, agility, and flexibility when it comes to our mindset. I would like to use a rubber band for this specific example. A rubber band can be stretched pretty far and still be able to maintain its original shape when released. It can also be significantly stretched before it risks breaking. So how far can your mindset or emotional bandwidth stretch before breaking? Once you've moved through a stressful experience or situation, are you able to quickly recover your positive mindset? These are both questions I've had to ask myself the past few weeks. With the amount of negativity, controversy, and personal loss happening in the world right now, you may be feeling tested, possibly overwhelmed, or similar to me, ready for it to be over. Patience is something I've always struggled with, and I'm sure the people closest to me are all nodding their heads in agreement. Trying to be patient as we slowly work through this year has really challenged the quality of my inner peace and focus on the grander vision I have for my life and family. Last week was really, really tough. My daughter lost one of her childhood best friends to suicide. 
Tamara was one of the brightest spirits I've ever known. It was a shock and a sad loss to many. It really made me pause and think about how are we going to change the spiral we're all on? So we need to ask, how can you make the very most of your situation? And how do you continue to evolve your mindset to have more agility in times of duress or ambiguity? And most importantly, how do we process stress when it's getting the best of us? As I've continued to build relationships throughout the years, I've become increasingly aware of the question, how are you? I often think to myself, do you really care or are you asking just to be polite? What's even worse is most people are not prepared to respond if you say anything other than good, great, or fine. I try really hard to provide a supporting statement regardless of my leading word, such as, I'm good, the weather has been nice, or I'm great, I enjoyed spending time with my grandchildren this weekend. I've also learned to be more honest. I'm 100% willing to say, I'm good. However, today I'm a little tired. I didn't sleep well last night. Are you willing to be honest with whomever is asking you how you're doing? It's value added to be honest, genuine, along with being cordial. I would note that when you ask this question, you should be ready to hear their truth. You should also make sure you're asking or responding in a setting that you can navigate the response or allow them to respond authentically to your answer. Two reminders here. One, it's a great way to survey how somebody's doing. Their tone and choice of words will certainly tell you how they're feeling, unless of course it's a stranger or someone that you don't know very well. Second, this is also an opportunity to lean in further if you think someone has more on their mind. Stephen Covey once said, to listen with empathy is the most important human skill. Understanding how someone is feeling is an important step in understanding their well-being. Here are seven steps for empathetic listening. First, be non-judgmental. This is not easy, but letting go of your own opinion frees you to focus on the other person's perspective. Acknowledging a person's views and emotion helps you to help them. This doesn't mean that you need to agree with everything the person says. It's about letting them know you care and that they matter. Next, give the person your undivided attention. Remove distractions. Ensure that you have the time to spend with the person and make sure no computers or other devices are between you and them. Giving them your full focus displays respect and a person is more likely to stay calm and share openly if they feel respected. Third, listen carefully to feelings and facts. Soak in the words as well as the larger view of the individual in this specific situation. Notice tone of voice, body language, and other clues to go beyond the words and gain insight into their emotions. Listen with your ears, eyes, and your heart. The next step is show that you are listening carefully. Think about your posture and nonverbal messages. Pepper in supportive body language like eye contact, nodding, or other signs as appropriate to advise your attentiveness without interrupting. If you're on the phone, as many of us are these days, give them a general acknowledgement that you're listening by saying, yes, I hear you, or okay. Fifth, don't be afraid of silence. Sometimes all the person needs is to be heard or know that you're there for them. 
Pay attention to the context and quality of the silence before responding. The individual might be thinking about what to say next, or they may need a few silent moments to rein in their emotions. I would share that this is probably the toughest step for me. My natural tendency is to provide a solution or to try and spin the situation into something positive. My daughter could probably tell you a few stories about this very thing. Being a bottom line me kind of person, I also have to exercise patience in letting the person finish their thoughts and respectfully allow them the space to finish their story. This is where my daughter comes in. She will politely ask me to listen to the whole story and start over if I try to rush her through it. I have to say, I do appreciate her lesson in listening. The next step is restate and paraphrase. If you speak, refer to the person's words, ask questions, and clarify comments as needed. Keep that non-judgmental and respectful spirit and give the person time to respond. Remember, there is no script for empathetic listening. Respond based on that person's situation and the moment. And lastly, the seventh step, which could truly be one of the most important steps during this current time, is to follow up. Check with the person to see if they have further questions or comments. Set up another time to meet if needed. A few other key behaviors to be aware of when you are concerned about somebody's well-being or emotional state. Are they exhibiting uncharacteristic anger, anxiousness, agitation, or moodiness? Do they appear to be withdrawn or are they isolating themselves? Has their appearance changed or do they appear to have poor self-care? Are they using statements that reflect hopelessness or overwhelm? Answering all these questions could help you to determine if someone needs additional support or help. Again, I share this as a person that has worked diligently to maintain a positive mindset, yet I recognize that there are times that it can be challenging. I recently listened to the audiobook, Get Out of Your Own Way, Overcoming Self-Defeating Behaviors by Mark Goldston and Philip Goldberg. They share, we are often too late to identify the self-destructive thoughts that jeopardize our mental strength. Goldston and Goldberg also share in their book, 40 self-debilitating thought patterns to watch out for, including elements of guilt, dependency, self-pity, and unhealthy self-criticism. This book shows us how to transform negative aspects of ourself into positive ones. I would recommend this book if you're looking for a new perspective on change and ways to overcome self-sabotage. I know you know this, but what we're going through as a society is real. We have the everyday challenges of life with a little bit of crazy, or in some cases, a whole lot of crazy on top of it. Remember, it's okay not to be okay. You're not alone. The last thing I'll leave you with today is if you are having a hard time finding the words to express your emotion, check out the Mel Robbins emotion wheel. Pick a word at the center and work outward using the words that best describe how you are feeling. You can find this wheel by simply searching Mel Robbins emotion wheel on Google. Friend, I encourage you to speak your truth, even if your truth is hard to say or someone else's truth is hard to hear. The worst thing that you can do is conceal or try and suppress your feelings. Everyone deals with stress, fear, frustration, hopelessness, and uncertainty differently. Whenever you feel like your emotions are running away from you, you need to give them a good old quality test. With much love, I send a special prayer for Tamara.
Your beautiful smile and soul will be missed. Rest in peace, sweet daughter, wife, mother, and friend. Until next time, success buddies, listen and subscribe to this podcast on Apple or the podcast platform of your choice. Thank you for joining today's episode of Leaving Nowhere. Here's to you and you accelerating your life and career.